Hey movie fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. This is episode 191. Wow, there's not a lot of news this week, like, <laughs> at all. <laughs> but, uh, there was an extended cut of something that came out this weekend, so we'll talk about that as well as extended cuts in general, and also, like, the difference between a director's cut and an extended cut, because at least to me, there is a difference, but also just, I think there's a discussion to be had of... Are they always worth it, or are they cash grabs, or are they somewhere in between? Before we get into all that, Josh, how you doing tonight? Chilling like a villain, my dude. Work's uh, crazy, life's crazy, but we're having a good time, that's for sure. Work sucks, I know. <laughs> <laughs> she left me roses by the stairs. Uh, Please don't DMC this, post- this podcast. <laughs> yes, because that uh, won't get us in trouble whatsoever. Copyright yeah, exactly. speaking. Just... I hate the songs from our childhood just now resonate with us as adults. I'm going, oh, I didn't heed the warnings. Uh, but Josh, <laughs> you watching anything good lately? I mean, I watched the uh, two episodes of Ring of Ring of Power <laughs> and that whole debacle that was the uh, did you hear about the, whole, the like all the weird stuff about when they dropped they accidentally dropped the second episode first? No. Yeah. For like a whole day, the, it was like the second episode dropped first. And then they were like, oh, no, and took the show, the show completely off and then then dropped the two episodes. I was like, oh, somebody done goofed. <laughs> I feel like that happened once or twice with HBO. Like they dropped yeah. something a day or two early and or like a trailer a day or two early. and was like, oh, some poor inter done goofed. Yes. <laughs> uh, um, but how is it? So I want to. Hi. OK, I want to say I want to say this off the bat. For those who are review bombing stuff just because they can, stop. Because it's irritating. Uh, the show is much better than I anticipated. Um, is it perfect? I mean, no. I mean, obviously, it's also only two episodes. <laughs> uh, they're both at an hour long each. So, like, that's awesome. Uh, that's exactly what I wanted out of a Lord of the Rings show. Um, our, when my I personally really, really, really enjoy it. I think it's going in a great direction. Um, I think anybody that's like really complain about it, complain, complaining about it, has been real nitpicky for no reason. Um, I, I don't know, man. I don't personally. I don't. I don't. I don't. I've heard some people's complaints, and I don't see what they're talking about. So I mean, it, it is. It's Lord of the Rings. The I, one I'm complaint that it. I've seen is. And it's, I don't think it's a Lord of the Rings complaint, but I do think it's a valid complaint, but it's not specifically Lord of the Rings. It's just a modern movie mm-hmm. making aspect. Some people were complaining about the fight choreography to which I'm going, if you want to be mad about something, you will find things to be mad about in just about yeah. anything. However, it was a clip taken out of context. I'm watching going, I kind of agree. But at the same time, there was flippy, weird choreography in the original Lord of the Rings. But mm-hmm. we're also in a state currently with movies that choreography is not to the standard that it used to be. And this is a well-known problem of like, there's still movies out there like John Wick that have great choreography. But a lot of times nowadays with choreography, it's make it cheap as opposed to make it good, at least for Western movies. Not so much with a, yeah. in other I mean, places I in the can... world. I mean, I can see that, but I think uh, I'm going to take the quarter crew type of approach is like, okay, cool. So we're in a fantasy world. not So things are not necessarily going to be, quote unquote, realistic, whatever that might look for people doing massive sword battles. Um, all those nerdy little knights who LARP. Um, at the same time, 
I think we have to understand what they're going for. What we're, what are we looking at? And if it's, I have, I don't know what clip you're talking about specifically, but if it's, a, was it a troll, the troll fight? Cause that's yeah, the only, I think so. I like that fight a lot, honestly. Um, <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> I, it's the, the most elven way to, to deal with a problem, honestly. So oh, you I mean, mean jump on that. barrels. Yes, exactly. Like, why not? Um, look, dude, if I'm not allowed to be mad about Legolas Mario hopping up, um, you know, I thought you were saying rocks. Mario hopping a barrel, and I'm going, that's a different <laughs> movie. Oh, gosh, it's been a long week. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, love, I'm I, love saying, I, I love saying it's been a long week on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, man. yeah. You I understand. Um, honestly... I feel like I watched something else and I can't remember. I don't know. Concussion brain's kicking back in. So who knows? Actually, you know what? I have this thing where I like, I write things down when I watch them so like we can talk about them, you know, being smart and planning ahead sometimes. Wow. Sometimes. It's almost like you're taking a play out of my playbook. Cause that's exactly what I do well, with stuff. Uh, well, well, yeah. Josh tries to remember with this concussion brain where he watched. Uh, <laughs> And then I went to the theater to see Spider-Man No Way Home, the more fun edition, the like extended whatever, quote unquote, extended edition. Um, I'll say this. It is never a bad time seeing No Way Home in the theater. But anybody that's curious to see this movie in theaters, hoping for more stuff. Stay home like the stuff that they do add is in really weird spots like they add a lot more stuff when peter's in high school and there's a couple lines here and there um with all the peters together towards the tail end and there's a little tweaks here and there like when i i believe this is a tweak because uh, i've watched the original so many times when andrew first shows up they start playing his music really softly on the piano in the background, like the amazing mm -hmm. Spider-Man theme. Like, Oh, that's cool. There's a lot of little changes, but unless you're like a diehard fan of no way home, I don't know how much you're going to notice, or I don't know how much more it's going to add to your experience. That being said, if you want to see no way home again on the big screen, in this limited time that it's there because there's really nothing in theaters. Go for it. I saw it in an RPX theater by us, like the biggest screen with the, Best audio, which I hadn't seen at the the first time it was in theaters. I saw it just in regular theaters, so that was a really cool experience. But for the in terms of the expanded stuff, it didn't really add anything to the movie. And I'm watching it, and I would lean over to Heather and was well, yeah, I can I can get why this scene was cut. It doesn't flow as well. Like you're hoping mm -hmm. for more Peter one, Peter two, Peter three stuff, and you get more here. Here's stuff at, with him in school. I'm going. This is not bad. It's just. I get why it was cut. Yeah, I feel that. I mean, it's and this will kind of go into our discussion, I guess, later. But yeah, I, I think if ever if you're going to re-release, to me, like you're going to re-release so that you, but you don't want to look like Sony with Morbin time and be like, oh no, no, no we've got to change it a little bit so that we're not copying somebody because you know, heaven forbid, we re-release a movie again avatar that's coming later <laughs> this month man i'm not happy about it uh so i know i watched other stuff but rings rings of power is the only thing i have which tells me that i watched a lot of youtube um i also have been listening to uh dungeons and daddies a whole lot oh yeah uh, you've mentioned them before on the podcast gosh, with the weirdest name just, ever it just uh, dungeons and daddies not a bdsm podcast it is so funny uh i'm like 
I'm getting, I'm almost halfway through the first season and it's got, it's just so fun. I just, I, it's definitely less of a D and D game and more of a comedy <laughs> comedy show with some fantasy and adventure uh, uh, aspects, but it's, it's, it's a great time regardless. So, uh, so I, Spider-Man was the only thing I watched, but I did do something that I always have to bring up for the podcast this past weekend was the first weekend of horror nights. Oh, yes. I only did three houses, even though Heather and I were there almost the entire time, but we were just, like, walking around, absorbing it all. Uh, We did three houses. We did the original Halloween. We did Dead Man's Pier, Winter's Wake, I believe is what it's called, and Universal Monsters Legends Clyde, which is basically the mummy versus the wolfman versus Dracula. Uh, Dude, Dead Man's Pier is one of the most gorgeous houses I have ever walked through. So, basically, the premise is a classic uh east coast like fishing village or kind of like a swedish fishing village almost uh in winter time being invaded by uh like ships like there's giant there's like a gigantic ship and all the lost men and women on the on the ship it's interesting it's gorgeous dude like it, it it's josh's speed minus you know viking lore but <laughs> hey don't at me bro <laughs> there's like an actual village that they built and a giant boat and it's so gorgeous uh and then also i really enjoyed halloween 78 for obvious reasons um there are many squeals and um screams during the house but not of terror um of pure delight it was not me being scared it was me trying to hold back everything in me to not openly hug every michael myers i saw or just wrap my arm around certain set pieces just going you did the thing i i I like (laughs) the thing uh but this year is awesome i cannot wait to go back um and do the rest of the houses i'm very curious about the weekend house everyone is saying that's wayburn has any right to be universal monsters is kind of it looks (laughs) great but the story is not clear and in josh limited experience story is very important like yes, <laughs> Brian Frankenstein last year. Like Dead Man's Pier, great story. Halloween, great story. Universal Monsters, maybe I need to give it a couple more tries. But this year <laughs> should be amazing, and I'm I'm very happy we're in spoopy season now because it's never too early for spoopy season, isn't that right, Josh? I, uh, it's guy, it's it's just September, bro. Chill. <laughs> September's funny. <fine>. Chill. <laughs> if it's in Party City and and Hobby Lobby, it's fall now. Fair enough. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, well let's get into to, to the uh, to spoopy season as well as getting into the news. That transition was just on point, man. Just just on hey, point. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> now to break our hearts. <laughs> this sucks, but I can't say I'm surprised. Which is basically yeah. just Warner Bros. Discovery the past couple months sucks, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. They basically come out and said, yeah, I hope you guys weren't hoping for DC fandom this year because you're not getting it. Um, And here's where I'm going to piss some people off. I'm not surprised. It's probably for the best. As much as I liked first fandom, I thought it was great. Second one was okay. I like the second DC fandom a lot better than some other people. I think the first one was significantly better. But here's why I don't think it's the end of the world. They say in their statement of when we did fandom... The world is in a much different place. Now that we are more or less out of the woods in that respect, we are looking forward to bringing back our movies and TV shows um, in front of live audiences and live conventions. I'm going, sure, 
but you also have nothing new to report. What are, what are the um, Nimodians say in Phantom Menace? <laughs> we will t- uh, we will tell him when there's something to report. We will give him a reporter when we have something to report. Yeah. Something along those lines. That's DC right now. Like all the stuff that they probably would have shown us at DC Fandom this year, they showed us last year at DC Fandom. What are you going to show us? Yet another the hierarchy of DC Universe is about to change trailer with Black Adam, which you know is coming this Thursday, more than likely. Um, this opens the door for it to come back to like proper conventions, which I think is good. I like yeah. DC Fandom, and I I wish more events live stream in the future. I get the Comic Con wants still to have some exclusivity to make it worth it that people show up there. I get that, but at the same time, I wish more events were live streamed so you could share it with a global audience and i think dc fandom did that incredibly well i get why they cut it though because they want to they want to get buzz at conventions again david zasloff is very old school he much rather promote something in person with people than via social media and don't get me wrong they'll still have a social media presence but i think this is this wasn't a cost saving measure i'm sure it was to a certain degree but i think it's more of that was indicative of its time. We are back to in-person stuff. I'm Maybe I'm just being optimistic. I think maybe they're hoping someday to do a D23-esque event where instead of just live hosting it, they can live stream it, but from an actual physical location type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I would agree with that because I think as much as I love even the first fandom, it was uh, <clears throat> not without its jank. Like... The, the, oh, that Wonder Woman panel? Ta- yeah. There, I mean, when your panel is just pe- some people playing, like, Truth or Dare or, oh. or something like that, that's not really much of a panel, you know what I mean? So, like, I, there are some things that I... When it, it's fandom, it has felt like, okay, cool. So, we have this event. We have to make it event, an event. And so, everything has to show up. Like, we can't just mention something. It has to show up. Um and even like that, that little as as awesome as it was, that panel um, from oh geez, the 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 guys that are making the um, Static Shock comic books and stuff like that. Oh um, yeah, um, that that panel did kind of go a little long, and it was like I, maybe it felt like it went long only because like both you and I were like, okay, we we know why you're here. Just yeah, are you going to announce it? Like, come on, like open with that <laughs> later. Open with that, and yeah. then talk about everything else. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, obviously they wanted to build up, like, why is this important? Give us some history. And I get that, and I appreciate it. Um, But but that being said, I do think getting back to doing in-person reveals, conventions, and stuff like that is definitely the better move. I I, I don't see why, um, at this point in time, like, why you wouldn't live stream those. I do, I, I, I agree with you, though, that I think they... I wouldn't be surprised if they do like a D23 type thing, but probably maybe do like a Warner Bros, like complete like um, docket, not just DC. A WB23. <laughs> yes. A WB23 in me. <laughs> don't don't send your DNA, DNA kids the government can track it um like <laughs> learning new things every day my dude uh but yeah i just i feel like the I, i'm not like you i'm not surprised fandom it did definitely feel like 
uh, a bunch of people because people would zoom in. I think that's the other thing. It's like it's definitely indicative of its time. Like we are no longer stuck in our houses anymore. Like I for what we had. I I, lo- I I love that we're like yeah stuck in our homes and I was I think I watched the first fando with you in no, no that was the second one, one. Yeah, that was second, second one. one but still like like it is definitely like the world is in a different place finally again thank goodness um and I I think it's time to move on from fando and I'm not against that necessarily also when it comes to conventions there's definitely a spot opening up. Yes, we know Marvel announced a bunch of stuff at San Diego Comic-Con this year, but that was the first time in a while. I mean, obviously there was a big elephant in the room as to why, but Marvel is withdrawing their presence quite a bit in recent years from San Diego Comic-Con and other conventions in favor of D23 and other events. So that lays the groundwork perfectly for Warner Brothers or DC to just go, oh yeah, we can easily just make Comic-Con our headline event each year like it used to be like when... um. Oh, was it Tom Hiddleston comes on stage as Loki? That was a huge, like, fan reaction moment. Or as much as we didn't like the end result, when Zack Snyder got, um, was it Henry Lennox to read that little bit from Dark Knight Returns? And then they show the the Batman, the Superman logo, and then Mm -hmm. Batman logo, Batman versus Superman. You're like, all right, that's a cool moment. Those type of moments, I think, can be brought back now. As great as DC fandom was... Okay, I get that they want to transition to live. This could be a budget cut thing. If you want to be pessimistic, it's a budget cut thing. If you want to be optimistic, it's a they want to return to in-crowd thing. Also, I don't think it's a full news topic, but we talked about it last week. Well, looks like Dan Lin's not in the running anymore for the head of DC. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Which, that doesn't surprise me because he's had this production company that he's basically founded from day one. And I think taking over DC, he would have had to give that up. And I completely get it if you are emotionally invested in a company that you built wanting to stick with that for a while so i completely understand hopefully disney not disney they already have good leadership well except for at the top uh (laughs) hopefully dc can find the right guy soon hopefully dan lynn's happy all parties can move on um but yeah i think this just signals that we're moving to live events again which is for the best now, this normally wouldn't be a news topic for us, but it's that slow of a news week that we're going to talk about Top Gun Maverick in its 15th freaking weekend at the box office. Top Gun Maverick came in first place this weekend, and it made a little over $7 million in its 15th weekend. Y'all, I don't God, think you dude. understand how big of a deal that is. I think there's a whole bunch of records that it set this week, not just being the first movie to ever like win in its 15th week, but also it's the first time a movie has been number one, both in theaters and in digital sales. Like it was the number one movie video on demand. Also, this is the first time a movie has been number one, the number one movie on Labor Day and Memorial Day. It, Which is insane. It's such a big gap. 15 weeks dude 15 that's like gosh dude that's just so crazy like i'm trying to do the math and i don't want to but like for obvious reasons because math it's because math oh duh but that's still like that's a that's several months at least at the bare minimum three 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 months (laughs) yes at least four (laughs) what oh (laughs) 
15 weeks. That's like my big fat Greek wedding on steroids. So we've talked about it before. My big fat Greek wedding basically debuted to not a whole lot and not a whole lot of theaters, but because of positive word of mouth, it really never ever dropped off. It just kind of stayed level. It basically made the exact same amount of money each weekend consistently for basically almost a third to half the year. It wasn't a lot, but if you just keep being consistent, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Top Gun Mavericks being here is consistent. Now it is now the top is now in the top five highest grossing domestic movies of all time. I don't think it's moving up any more than that. Like the next possible spot is like a hundred million away at least. And now yeah. that it's on digital, I think it'll slow it down a little bit. That being said, it's I think it's got another at least thirty to forty million in the tank just because its only real competition now is a re-release of Avatar and a surprisingly low number for spider-man no way home more fun edition i thought that would do better it got like six million which is still fine for a re-release but given that spider-man is is spider-man it was a huge deal when it came out in december and it's, it's been gone for a little bit i thought that it might overtake top gun maverick this weekend but no cruise control means you're on top for a really really long time like this I, cruise control I like, get out of here <laughs> obviously i like this movie a lot more than josh but even josh and his cruise hatred and his cynicism and also <laughs> there's something about this movie <laughs> i love this movie you're kidding me this I is a great movie just like, it's okay i mean it's yeah but i mean it's a great time and like I'm, i still think tom is the same person in every single film and i think that He's still the same person in this film. See, but... I'll argue that this movie is different because it's the first time, like, maybe ever. He's not a perfect hero, and he actually shows, like, emotion and growth. That's... And when he's wrestling with okay. this whole concept of, oh, balls, I'm aging out of what I'm supposed to do. Now, is that Maverick aging out of what he thinks he's good at? Or is that Tom Cruise realizing, oh, crap, I can't be the action star forever. Maybe I need to transition into a mentor slash behind-the-scenes role. Hmm! It's almost like this movie's a metaphor for... The old filmmaking techniques versus the new school techniques. Hmm. Um, this even if you're not the biggest fan of Top Gun Maverick, this is history in the making. We will probably never see this success ever again in terms of just continued, sustained energy at the box office. I I love this movie. It's my favorite movie of the year, but even I'm still surprised checking the box office each week, going, still. You're still in the running. Nothing is phasing this. <laughs> Maybe it's just like you've got people on both sides of the aisle, both like right leaning and left leaning people just going, we meet in the middle because planes go fast. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I think the other thing this thing, movie's got for it is it, in my opinion, is way better than the first one. That's <laughs> um, not it's hard. More... Yeah, that's fair. But like, I think it's it's. It's more entertaining. I think I will never sit here and be like, oh, I was I thought it was OK. I don't know why people like this movie. Mm. Uh, no, Tom is actually pretty good. Miles Teller is fantastic. Literally, I normally everybody... hate Miles Teller. He's so good in Dude, this. I love him in this. It. Killing it. Everybody's killing it in this movie. So to me, it's not really 
it's not a surprise but it is a surprise that this thing this thing has got as long of like well you know what no this movie is a metaphor for tom cruise in that it's like if, if tom cruise it always has running. those long running shots of like that never seem to end this is the this is the that that shot for for movie form like he's just gonna keep going and you know next thing we know it's top maverick top gun maverick will finally drop to number two in thanksgiving <laughs> Which would be I mean, insane. You watch Black, like Black Adam comes out end of October. Top Gun Maverick is still hanging in there against The Rock. <laughs> See who the real movie star here is. It's just it's made so much money and I don't get it. I just think it's more ironic because the whole point of this movie was top was Tom Cruise just sticking to his guns gang saying, no, we will not release the stream. I don't care how far you have to delay this because this is supposed to come out like right as the pandemic was hit like at the mm-hmm. end of march 2020 or something like that and he's just like no i don't care how long you have to delay it we have that much faith in this movie and this needs to be seen on the big screen and paramount's probably going but that's gonna cost us money and tom's like trust me you will make more money if you wait and hey, guess what <laughs> gosh dang it tom cruise you've got a weird religion but when you're right you're right, you're right. 1.4 <laughs> billion times right like i don't i don't get it it's insane um i think this will still have legs it'll probably win this weekend unless spider-man gets some miraculous traction there's no real competition i don't think uh don't worry darling is coming but i don't see that as a box office threat and also like what's the movie gonna do spit on top gun maverick I was, I was like i was waiting for it i was like one of us is gonna make this joke someone's gonna make a, a spitting joke like this movie is just insane but don't worry man i'll fire you through email um like <laughs> gosh dude uh yeah they, I, I agree i paramount needed a movie like this to, to to really get put them back closer to the top um get to get the give them some some movement to maybe make some good films going forward so now we transition to not really news but almost like a secondary um secondary discussion topic because we really have nothing in d23 is is this weekend (laughs) so going with our d23 predictions and the return the return of the tinfoil hat it has been too long it has been too long so we are going to talk about what we think will be announced at this year's d23 expo I think from California, probably from California. Um, some things I feel pretty confident about. Others, what we do best, we're just going to take stabs in the dark like the Hobbit. Um, or was that Fellowship of the Ring, A Knife in the Dark? I think that was Fellowship. Um, either way, I don't know. It's like a two-hour panel, I think, for their films division. So, <laughs> So one hour for Marvel, one hour for everything else? I mean... <laughs> like... <laughs> Let's also just get this out of the way because it, it's me saying this. Yeah. Because yeah. Universal is opening a theme park down the street from them with Epic Universe, they're not going to announce any major park update whatsoever because they don't think it's a big deal. And then they will once again be caught with their pants down because they're freaking idiots. And then as soon as Epic Universe opens, oh, balls, a oh, fifth park, fifth park, fifth park, DEFCON 5, let's go! And then next thing you know, uh, Universal uh, announces a Lord of the Rings park, and then they're just going to have all of my money all the time. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, I'm already going to have to drag Josh kicking and screaming off the How to Train Your Dragon kitty ride, and then he- 
drag <laughs> Heather off the Yoshi's kitty coaster, okay. kicking and screaming. Okay, look, I'm just like, I'm just imagining a How to Train Your Dragon ride, but like what they do with like Gringotts or like, uh, uh, God, I couldn't handle that. I just don't know if I could handle that. Like emotionally, not even like I know I can physically handle it. I'm not. I've done my my coasters, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't throw up anyway. Um, okay, so <laughs> but Disney twenty three. <laughs> so I have just general film stuff. I've got some Star Wars stuff, yeah. and then I got some Marvel stuff. Yeah. Uh, the general film stuff. Indiana Jones five. I think that's going under a lot of people's radar. That is still coming mm-hmm. out next year. If we do not get a teaser trailer. We will get the official title because for now it's yes. still just called Indiana Jones Five. So, and none of them are titled like sequel numbers. They're all called something great and epic. Even Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, terrible movie, great name. You need some of that like old pulpy great adventure. Great band name. It is a great name. All of them have great names. <laughs> yeah, so this are, would be like are. Indiana Jones and the I don't know. Arc of Lost Time. I don't know. <laughs> Just throw something together. <laughs> and the grumpy old Harrison. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Search for Atlantis. Indiana um, Jones and we swear this is the last one. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the AAA card. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Ford Escape. <laughs> Indiana is. Jones That's and the, the Ford one. Fiat. <laughs> the, the, the Ford Escape. or uh, Ford Escort. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um what's the uh what would you uh indiana jones the escape from the the um escape retirement from home <laughs> oh, which mountain no thank you i'm good we don't need that again um we've had enough uh uh rock um memes from that movie alone uh, yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah i i agree though like because i to be perfectly honest i completely forgot that, that that was happening as well until you just mentioned it um i i i think at the very least a title i'm i'd be surprised if we got a teaser um or even a description of what the movie's about so we'll, i'm sure they'll they'll say something i'm sure it'll be on a marvel style docket of like look guys this is what's coming out this year and it'll just the be like indiana jones cinematic universe we're gonna have a marion <laughs> movie we're gonna have a nazi movie oh wait watch <laughs> watch them uh, uh um subtly tie uh brendan fraser in with the with the indiana jones movies all of a sudden he starts showing up and, and doing stuff with indy we're gonna have a sean connery Indiana Jones prequel movie about him when he was a young man. Don't worry, he has an open fist. <laughs> oh man, I mm, Sean Connery like he's he's not he's, he's not dead. dead, right? No, yes he is. All right, so anyway, um, that's he's really rolling sad in his that grave, la- Junior. Yeah, well, because it's really sad that the last movie he ever did was A League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh my yeah. gosh! But yeah, I, it, Indy is Indy is definitely gonna sneak under the radar on there. I, I'm not really. I need to look more into uh, as far as like what Pixar, the Pixar like animation studios Strange and stuff World like that. Will probably have a new trailer. Yeah, finally. Um, isn't there a? There's like an Elementals movie or something like that. Yeah, I think that's like that's like I Pixar be or that something. Shows they like talk about it, but I think that's still a little bit off. Like late next year yeah. at the earliest. I think that's still kind of in the developmental phase or like concepting stage but i feel i feel mm-hmm. like i've seen some stuff about that 
Uh, I've seen concept art, but that's all I know. There's no treasure planet. There's not going to be treasure planet because JPEG hates us. You scratch it off your list. Nope. You know what? I'm I'm call, I, I'm going to the stars, baby. <laughs> like, why not? I I I'm gonna say that the D23 this year is the year they announce a live action Treasure Planet. I'm gonna do it. I'm I'm saying it. Oh. It happened once with Static Shock, and, and now I'm just happened. A, I'm just addicted to it, man. <laughs> if if that happens in typical Josh fashion, they'll announce it like they did Static Shock, and then quietly cancel it a year or two later. Stop! Like they did with no, Static Shock. my heart, my heart! Don't do that to me. It's not canceled yet. It's not yet. No, it's not. It's still happening. It's just on hold. It's on the shelf. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like spam. Hey, don't knock spam. Spam's great. <laughs> besides, we are off the rails today, dog. I don't <laughs> besides spam, what else? Non. That's the. I'm trying to think of what else is that they've got going on. Yeah, same. Like any other thirty-something white dude, we only care about Star Wars and Marvel here. Uh oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aren't they like supposed to um announce some of the Star Wars stuff? So I have. Uh, I think we're gonna get our first trailer or teaser trailer for the Ahsoka series. Ah, yeah. Oh my gosh. And maybe official (laughs) casting for Ezra. Mm, I want to, I I kind of, I think, I think they're going to keep that. I think, cause no, 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 I remember this. I remember this. You and I are on opposite sides of the tent. You think they're going to hold, hold the, the Thrawn casting, uh, back. And I think they're going to hold the Ezra casting back, which is, uh, either way is a good direction to go. So, I'm at least one of them is going to be announced. I think if, if Ahsoka, if they don't show a trailer or they, they, they're at least going to have a panel or something like that for Ahsoka. um, They are most likely going to announce either Ezra and, or Thrawn, but not both. Uh, Yeah. I could see them doing one, but not both. Um, I think we'll get some more information about the acolyte show that's coming about like that's set like a hundred years before Phantom Menace. Very good possibility of a teaser or an official release date for season three of The Mandalorian. I believe that's Let's go. done finish. I think that's done filming. Um, but I think the done big finished. <laughs> I think the big headline news that will close out the Star Wars section is Taiko T coming on stage and talking mm-hmm. very briefly about his Star Wars movies, supposedly coming out next year, and he'll confirm that it's set in the High Republic era. I don't think yeah. they're going to talk extensively about it because I think he's still in the scripting process. But I expect him to come out and talk about the Star Wars movie at least. Um, I had a friend of ours reach out to me recently. He's just like, so I didn't see it in Thor Love and Thunder. Do you think that movie's negative reception could impact Taika T's standing in Lucasfilm going, every director has a bad day at the office. But knowing Kathleen Kennedy, oh, you made a bad movie? Get out! Just like Colin Trevorrow <laughs> in the Book of Henry. Get out! No, I, th- I think Taika is... is Disney's well, indebted and, to Taika for a while, so... Yeah, well, and I... I still haven't seen it yet, so, you know, I could be eating these words here. It comes in, out in later bit. this week for Disney Plus Day. Well, I have probably gonna end up watching it because of that uh but to me i did see some people say they enjoyed it it wasn't their favorite but they didn't mind it that that you know what i mean so i think it's not it's it's not a quote-unquote bad movie it's just not yes. as good yes it is as the other one so no, but that's I'll, again if you all like it, not saying it cool uh now that i've had time to marinate on it 
Thor Love and Thunder is probably my least favorite Marvel movie. Over and even over Captain Marvel, more than Dark World. I I genuinely hate this movie. It just <laughs> it's like watching bad stand up for two hours. Just watching somebody that you that you actually like just die on stage for two hours. It's so uncomfortable Jeez. to watch. Jeez. All right. Well, I will watch it when it comes out for Disney Day or whatever, and I will uh, let you know how to actually think of it. Okay. Marvel stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, now let's talk about the stuff we're actually here for. <laughs> what do you got? Um, I'm calling right. I think the obvious ones are they're going to announce X-Men, X-Men stuff, and they're going to probably do castings, casting announcements for Fantastic Four. Hmm. Do you have any guesses for the cast? I think John Krasinski is not going to be Dr. Reed. I completely agree. We suckered you in like good clickbait. I don't think Krasinski will be involved in Fantastic Four. And I don't I believe the rumors though. either, though, that that dude from you, Netflix's you, will be Mr. Fantastic either. I don't oh, yeah, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they've done a better job of hiding it. Um, also, let's just get out in front of this now. Whoever they cast for Mr. Fantastic, whether it's Krasinski or not, let's just chill the F out and let it play out. Like, yeah. Let's not freak the crap out whether it is or whether it's not. If it's not Krasinski, man, why did they get, insert name of actor here, he's not nearly as good as John Krasinski. Or if they do get John Krasinski, how'd they get John Krasinski? He was terrible in Multiverse of Madness. He's going to be terrible in this yeah. role. Like, oh my gosh. Guys, Sarah Finn, the casting director for Marvel, does not miss just just trust the process and basketball terminology here um, <laughs> yeah i think you're right i, I think yeah. we will get fantastic forecasting um we will get official confirmation that matt shackman is the one directing it that will come out on stage and introduce all the cast he'll also introduce dr doom whoever that will be i think dr doom will be officially announced because you know According to rumors, we might see him before the end of the year, but those are just rumors that I don't know if I fully believe or not. But <laughs> the big haymaker from the Fantastic Four. Yeah. They're going to announce Mole Man for the Fantastic <laughs> Four movie. I'm sticking to my guns. Mole Man will be in the Fantastic Four movie. It's going to happen. <laughs> you, I think you you casted it, and now I've had it in my head for this long. Danny DeVito. They're going to do, uh, Danny, sure, Danny DeVito is Mole Man, but only if I get Seth Rogen as thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> clobbering time. <laughs> but there is like an interesting story to be told there, I think. It's like, so you have this, Ben is not, like, you're going to have to obviously change some of Ben's origin a little bit, but like, he maybe make him into somebody who's always wanted to be strong and he so by him becoming the thing he gets what he wants he's he but there's that offset of like yeah i got everything i wanted and now i'm hideous to look at <laughs> like yeah that would suck uh but uh but yeah i think casting for definitely for fantastic four um how much x-men stuff do you think we're gonna get because i don't I, think it's gonna be a whole lot i don't think it'll be a lot if either maybe there's two slots in between uh, Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. I could see one of those two slots being something X-Men related. Maybe the mutants or like a standalone for a lesser known X-Men that isn't like Wolverine or um, Cyclops. Like a lesser known character that they can introduce later or like an X-Force. Or 
They very, very, like, if I had to bet anything that would be announced at D23, Deadpool 3 officially being on the docket, because we've already known that that one's been pretty far along in development, yeah. and also the events of Deadpool 2 set up a potential crossover very, very easily, and Ryan Reynolds as a character could translate incredibly well. If you want to pop the crowd, though, you have Sean Levy and Ryan Reynolds come out, officially give a release date for Deadpool 3 and say, co-starring Hugh Jackman. I would kill however, myself right there. He, I can't however, Hugh Jackman is not playing Wolverine. He's playing <laughs> Hugh Jackman. <laughs> okay yeah 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 all right i'm, I'm, I'm about it sure and like <laughs> sure you could have deadpool look at the camera at one point hey guys this is about as close as we could get so i met you halfway come see the movie <laughs> type of thing hugh, hugh hugh is not in any kind of like like jack shape at all he's just like nah bro i've been Ever since I I've finished, I, I've been I'm the music know, eating, man. <laughs> I've been on my couch eating bonbons, bro. Like I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> like you smell that, oh, dude. It's sugar. That'd be great, honestly. Um, I would. I think if we're gonna go like quote unquote small time uh, characters, I would love a like a Nightcrawler film. I think would work really well there because of his history with a lot of the villains in in the x-men universe to me that works really well um you want to really lean hard into this story that you know the overarching theme that is mutants of like just because you're different you're bad um i think nightcrawler is an ex excellent one to, to kind of start with you know like he's got at he's an interesting character his ties with mystique would be interesting um even just like having it, having him start in, I think it's Romania. I believe that's where they, I believe that's where he's, it's, it's over there. And those like, it's over those, there. I, I don't know. Like, I want to say like, like Romania, Bulgaria or something like that, but that doesn't sound right. That doesn't, it might, it doesn't sound right when I say it, I guess. Uh, but it'd be interesting to like have that film happen with Nightcrawler. And then when it ends, it's him finally getting to the U S from running from his, from that town. And he like, you know, comes off a boat or what have you. And the first person that Bavaria. meets meets him is Bavaria. What is, I thought that was like a, like a donut. Like That's a Bavarian. pretzel genius. Yeah. Bavarian cream donut. No. Okay. I think anyway. Bavarian style pretzel. No. Okay. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> um, I think it'd be interesting though, like to have him like the end of that film, like maybe that's, you don't even mention the X-Men. Maybe you just do Nightcrawler and the film ends or the TV show ends with um, him coming to America and whatever version of Xavier meets him there on the dock or whatever, that, which could be like, that's super hype. Are you kidding me? Like, like just having mutants already be a thing but be in the background and being underground like that to me that works really really well and it because of course if you introduce them out of quote-unquote out of nowhere all of us fans are going to be go all eternals on them and be like yo but where were <laughs> where were you when all this stuff was happen happening so there's a lot of questions that they're going to need to be answered unfortunately and i do not envy the position that marvel is in when it comes to figuring out how do you without going time travel or some kind of world altering uh event 
uh, how do you introduce the X-Men and be like, no, they've been here all along. So I'm starting to think that they haven't been here all along, but their universes is about to collide with ours and maybe hard reset some stuff at the end of phase six. I can see that. Um, Speaking of which, I think they're, we got all of phase five at Comic-Con. I think we're going to get all of phase six at D23, which could potentially be movies like The Eternals 2, Doctor Strange 4, no, Doctor Strange 3, uh, maybe Thor 4. But most importantly, Shang-Chi 2. And if the, rum- yeah, baby. if the rumors are true, might be called Shang-Chi and the Wreckage of Time. And I'm going, I'm on, I'm on board with that. However, I'll put a caveat on there. I know Dustin Dindle Cretton, the director of Shang-Chi, is doing the Wonder Man series, and he's also doing Kang Dynasty. I think because of those, he's dropping out of Shang-Chi 2 and handing it off to somebody else, and they will say whoever is directing the second Shang-Chi movie, just because Dustin Dindle Cretton is going to be very busy with other projects. I think Kang Dynasty is going to be a very big project, and as much as I love what he did in Shang-Chi, I don't want his, I want his full attention on one project at a time like just yeah take it incrementally i want kang dynasty to be as good as possible i want shang chi 2 to be as good as possible so wreckage of time is the rumored name that we heard uh i also still do not hate shang chi and the iron fist yeah i thought (laughs) when you were like i've heard the rumor i thought you were going to be like it's a legend of iron it was like you started that rumor no like you started that i did that's why i didn't (laughs) say me i said the wreckage of time now here's something i'm just going to throw out there as a standalone movie, a la Captain America Civil War, we might get um, Marvel's Battle World just as its own separate thing as either Disney Plus series or its own standalone movie like Captain America Civil War or the Thunderbolts movie of much larger consequence before a bigger thing. Like put ba- a Battle World project to introduce the concept of it. Before we get to Secret Wars, which if you don't know, Battle Wars is basically all the universes collide and just dump the toy box out and have characters from different universes fight each other. I I see that being a surprise project. I don't know. I have no basis for that, but I can absolutely see a Battle World project. I have basis. All right. Ready? So if they're going <laughs> to this is this is it's just the, the the meme of Charlie Day, like being like. Having all like all the all the stuff on the on the do- on the on the window, right? So Battleworld is started uh, by a very specific and like started and run by a very specific person, being Doctor Doom. So um, you know, you want to introduce him there first. Uh, I have nothing against that at whatsoever. Uh, and and you know, uh, assuming of course he doesn't show up before then. <laughs> now, lastly, the last prediction. That I'll have is, I think, what's going to close out the Marvel section. Destin Daniel Cretton is directing Kang Dynasty. I think we'll get confirmation of who is directing Secret Wars. Mm. I don't think it's the Russo brothers. I know people keep asking them, and they're just like, yeah, that would be one of the projects that we would come out of retirement for, or Marvel retirement, you know, away from their crappy Netflix movies. I'm sorry. They just, they're not great. Um, I don't think it's the Russos. I Honestly, don't even really have a name that'll stick to Secret Wars, but I think we'll get the director for Secret Wars announced. Mm-hmm. I don't see it being Taika Waititi. Ooh. You know what would be cool? Bring it full circle. John Favreau directing Secret Wars. 
He directs. Yeah, I, I, he directs the first, and he directs the last. Yeah, I have nothing against that whatsoever. I'm down. Let's go, John. 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 John's John. Like it's a, not the John, John people were expecting. John. John. John, John. <laughs> it's not the John people were expecting, but it's the John we deserve. <laughs> but that, that's assuming he's uh, not going to be busy with Star Wars projects or anything like that. Oh, so he's busy we'll... with Star Wars projects. I'm not complaining. <laughs> that is true. This week's episode, as per usual, is sponsored by Tee Public, your one-stop shop for all things Uncharted Media merch, whether it's t-shirts, mugs, stickers, whatever you want with the Uncharted Media logo on it. Go support the show at Tee Public. Also, help us get to 700 subscribers before the end of the year on YouTube so we can talk about Darth Jar Jar at the end of the year and <laughs> share the love with all your fellow movie fans. If you haven't already, subscribe to some whatever audio platform you're listening to. It's on whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or YouTube. Now... In light of the recent re-release of No Way Home, the more fun edition, put big air quotes around more fun edition, it, it's still a great movie. It's just, I don't know about more fun. Uh, we thought we'd take a look at extended edition slash director's cuts, because at least to me, there is a difference between extended mm-hmm. cuts Correct. and director's cuts. Director's cuts usually are a director going, these are scenes I wanted to put in, but either due to time or the studio, we just didn't put them in, so we're putting them in for the home release. Extended cuts, I view much more cynically if the studio wanted a re-release or a second option of the Blu-ray to be able to sell to people. Like, A-Team, for some reason, has an extended (laughs) cut. Do I watch the extended cut every time? Absolutely. Can I tell you what the difference between that and a theatrical version is? Heck no, I have no idea what the difference is, but I'll always watch the extended cut because it's the extended cut, and Lord of the Rings has conditioned me that the extended cut is always better, whether that's actually true or not. Yeah, and like, I think that's the thing to kind of like, the benchmark, obviously, and as much as I don't like like them, is Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit films. Mm-hmm. I think because the Hobbit does Lord of the Rings. I know, but the not Hobbit... The Hobbit. Is, at the very least, still adds a lot of, t- of of stuff. It is not. I'm not saying it's good, but it. <laughs> they add uh, but a lot at of least, stuff. It might not be but, good, well, but like they to, add stuff. To me, if you're going to call it an extended extended cut, you need an, at least an extra hour. To me, there's no reason to re-release stuff with a bunch of like a bunch of new scenes if it's just going to be like, oh yes, you know how our movie was two hours? Well, now it's two hours and fifteen minutes. Like that's not worth my time. That's not worth re. re- well, I can see how it would would be real, well, financially worth it to re-release something with an extended cut. But because then. The, the the one thing I've never understood about director's cuts, and it's like I get it. There's reasons, I guess, I'll, I'll, alternatively, as to why a director would cut certain scenes. But like at the same time, for your, it's your movie. <laughs> like, was it not cut the way you wanted the first time? I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't. You know what yes, I mean? Like, that's very possible. Yeah, I mean, which is like that that we have to bring up, of course, Zack Snyder and um. Uh, Josh, 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 Josh Whedon. I hate, I can never say his name right. Josh Whedon. Um, I mean, I guess like that, that's a very like it is special circumstance, a very interesting circumstance to say the least. Um, so let's have that conversation then 
Um, do you, because I think you and I have been on record already saying about this, but do you do you feel like the uh, Snyder Cut was worth it once? Uh, forgetting all of the buildup to it and the reasons why we got it, do you think at the end of the day that it was worth having that exist? So here's the thing about not just the Snyder Cut, but Snyder in general. Snyder is the king of the extended cut. I think Man sure. of Steel is the only movie of his that I can think of that doesn't have some form of like, in extended cut or director's cut watchmen for the love of god has like four different cuts or versions i don't understand but like batman versus superman has the ultimate cut you've got the Zack snyder's justice league you got watchmen i feel like 300 has an extended cut i can't remember pretty sure um, it does but it's something about that that either Zack snyder constantly gets studio interference or he's got george lucas syndrome of constantly want to tinker with his own stuff Mm-hmm. Getting back to your question about Zack Snyder's Justice League. I think you and I both are in agreement that it is a much better version than what we got in theaters. Mm-hmm. That being said, streaming was always its most viable option given its four-hour runtime. Like, yes. people be like, well, what about the Lord of the Rings trilogy? When they came out originally, the theatrical cut of Lord of the Rings did not debut the extended editions. Every once in a while, you can catch the extended editions in theaters. Like, there's a showing of that either sometime this month or next month, and I'm pissed that I'm working that day. Uh, But you can see the extended cut in theaters now, but for, like, special events. I don't think this four-hour cut of Justice League would have done particularly well at the box office given its runtime like streaming is the perfect platform for it. even home video with like collectors of like buy it after the fact that it's come out and you watch it on your own time with like bathroom breaks or whatever else like you do with the extended cut was it worth it i don't know because it is so hard to take out all the external factors with it of that's true especially it, all the stuff that's coming out come out since then yeah how much it split the fandom and how much it might not have actually paid off for the company in terms of just like how much money they sunk into it didn't really pay off in terms of subscriber numbers. In terms of overall quality, yes, it's a huge step. And I'm almost like, Josh and I have never been the biggest fan of Zack Snyder, but I would rather him make Zack Snyder Justice League and end it there than have him come back and potentially tarnish what he's made. Like, while I'm not the biggest fan of his style, given now what we got with Zack Snyder's Justice League, I think his trilogy is a it's solid i still hate batman versus superman with every fiber of my being but take that out two out of the three ain't bad do i still have issues with man of steel absolutely i have some issues with it but i can yeah. still very much enjoy it and his Zack snyder Justice league is very good but to say that the the Zack snyder's Justice league is so drastically different than the theatrical cut i think might be a bit excessive it's definitely more snyderish but the story and a lot of the key elements are still the same you just got a lot less of joss whedon's overtly perviness in the movie um i was more surprised by how much stuff was still in the movie i'm going oh that was actually a snyder thing interesting uh but snyder cut we think was a good version of an extended cut but that's not always the case like i said no way home as a movie is great but the more fun edition was definitely a cash grab and i think at times like movies re-releasing in theaters with extra footage definitely comes across as that every once in a while you can get actually more out of a movie but i don't know i'm i'm sometimes cynical when it comes to extended or director's cuts that they're not actually what they're supposed to be 
No, yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, I'm I'm all I'm kind of that way about any time any movies quote unquote re-released into theaters. Like, oh, okay, cool. So you just want more money? Got it. Okay, cool. And like, legitimately, that's how I feel every time that that Avatar is re-released in theaters. Like, oh, okay, cool. So what? You just are you running low, and so you need to, you need yeah, oh that's a that's a well we Avengers can always Endgame go back and to... too close to your number. Yeah, exactly. So you can always, you know, go back and re-dip. And that, which to me, it's like, how does that count for your overall? Like, that's not fair. Like, you just continuously re-release a film and just up its, uh, its you know, total gross. Like, that just doesn't make sense to me. Um, but it is what it is. Extended cuts, I think. So let, let's talk about this then. What makes an extended cut worth it? Because... Let's let's use Lord of the Rings as that benchmark because there's like what an extra two hours of footage and storytelling in in the extended cut movies. I think it goes up every time. Yeah, I think it's, it's like an extra hour and a half in Fellowship, like two hours in in um, Two Towers, and like th- almost three hours in uh, in Return of the King. No, that sounds about uh, excessive. That, it, that's I feel like it's maybe not three but it's, but it's over two i know that it's, it's not an extra hour, two. it's not over two hours of extra footage i'm gonna look it up keep talking okay because i could have like it's my point being though is there's a lot of extra stuff in, in there in both ones i could have sworn maybe i mean granted i looked it up when i was like 15 16 or whatever all right lord of the rings lord of the rings um extended edition Extended Lord of the Rings trilogy is about 11 hours and 22 minutes long. That means... Oh, what? Okay, Lord of the Rings Extended Edition contains a total of 2 hours and 5 minutes of extra film to the trilogy. So you're right, okay, and so... it was about 2 hours, but for okay, the whole it's thing, all it's not them. 2 hours that. per movie. That's still... Uh, that's Okay, that's fair. That that that, that, that makes more sense Josh in my head. Josh is because... terrible with numbers, though, let's be honest. I mean, yeah, but like that also would, would have... It, now thinking about it in ret- retrospect, it was like, that would have made uh, Return of the King like a 5-hour movie, and it is definitely not a 5-hour movie, uh, <laughs> depending on how long how long those uh, 5 endings feel make you feel. And I um, love all of them, dang it! I did, they're all worth it. You That's the problem, I no think, one. though, is like... All all five of them are needed. Like you can't just not do them. And so like it it kinda yeah. Anyway. Uh that being said, I have vivid memories of being sick, and the only version of the Fellowship of the Ring that was available for me to watch was the theatrical cut. And I was like, oh yeah, this'll be marginally the same. Um, and it was not. It was like jarring how different it was. And I guess part of that is just because like I've always watched the extended cut when I watched Lord of the Rings. So I guess the, the to circle back to the question, what makes an extended cut, you know, good or worth it or, you know, in, in a in a movie watching capacity, what, what makes that OK for for people to for them to release um, extended cuts? I'm, I'm currently looking it up of movies that. Honestly, why are there extended cuts? Like I brought up the yeah. team. I love it. But why is there an extended cut or like an extended cut of Steve Carell's Get Smart? I think that's one of those times of just like is this an extended cut or is this you just throwing in deleted scenes because or let's bring up my arch enemy, Russell Crowe's yep. Robin Hood. 
that, <laughs> that has an extended edition because I couldn't suffer enough. They decide, you know, let's add more to this misery. I refuse to watch the extended cut. I don't care if it's supposedly better. Like, I don't think that's a movie that necessarily needs it. Now we go back to Snyder. Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice has the ultimate edition. I think that cut is better, but I don't think the movie's still particularly good. There's still a lot of that movie that could be distilled further and not be three hours and you still get to the point a lot better. It's it's a matter of does the extended or the director's cut drastically change it or bring anything new to the table a la Halloween 6. Let's talk that. The quote-unquote director's cut or the producer's cut you have to watch one of the two and those are drastically different movies i don't know if i consider those extended cuts because they're about the same but those are two drastically different movies in terms of tone and style and magic usage we'll say that um <laughs> so that's one of those that's just like does this benefit does it hurt it 1408 has like three different endings um it I, extended cuts are always tricky to me, and especially director's cuts. Like, is this is this needed? And, and I don't know where to really draw the line at times for that. No, I mean, that's fair, because I think, again, going back to our benchmark, like Lord, Fellowship of the Ring feels like anything that is added is needed. Like, it's not like they're just adding stuff, like they're just adding deleted scenes or anything like that. Like, some a lot of the scenes adding that they added into the Fellowship of the Ring is like adds to the mood, adds to the to the sense of adventure or, um, you know, adds to the world building. And I, I, I think and maybe it's very, very specific to the fantasy genre. But to me, like being having more time to world build, to have, get that sense of adventure that like is is it absolutely that, that's very 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 much needed um so i guess the question is why couldn't that have been the the cut to begin with because it's uh, who who makes that decision because to, to me it's the the director but like then again that's not necessarily how movies work they're just directing the film the producers kind of are more about like the tone and what are we doing with this film and where are we going with the story and all that so really like a producer's cut makes a little bit more sense but like the director's cut is very confusing to me because it's yeah like you cut the film like <laughs> well, well i'm waiting for the editor's cut or the sound design guy's cut like like Tim, like, where do you stop once you say the directors or the producers got like, let's get let's get somebody else in here. Hey, the, you know, the, this is Daniel Radcliffe's, Radcliffe's version of the of the Harry Potter films. Oh, like, my gosh. I would watch that in a heartbeat. And you know, you would, too. It's just got frenetic energy, completely different takes. Oh, uh, dude, it could be fun. Yes. But like. How much money do you put into that? Why do you do that other than to do a meme like. Uh, granted you know sony fought, fought, already fell for a meme with morbid time but like still like i guess movie movie studios aren't known for doing <laughs> for like hey you guys know well okay i say that no i say movies are known for doing memes when uh movie 43 exists and that is clearly an inside joke between a bunch of producers 
<laughs> it's a good thing you bring up movie 43 because I don't know why this was a trend and you still kind of see it to this day. Something that absolutely does not need extended editions and I will go lean more on the cash grab side than a good thing side is why do comedies have extended cuts? You see that all the time of be like the extended cut or the unrated cut of like it'll have one or two jokes in it that weren't in the theatrical version definitely not particularly great jokes but they're just like it's a different version like anchorman yeah. has an unrated version not a better it's... version it's just <laughs> no it's just another version um or what's it um uh, euro trip has an unrated extended edition like all these like raunchy 2000s comedies forgetting sarah marshall has an extended edition like is it actually or is it like 30 seconds of additional ad-libbing jokes that the actors thought were funny that the director just tacked on to make another version in that situation i lean more towards cash grabs i don't know if that's still a trend that goes today i haven't really noticed it but we still get some extended editions as jurassic world um was it Dominion is the one that came out this year? When that mm-hmm. just came on home video, that has an extended edition, and Colin Trevorrow is very much just going, friends, don't let friends watch the theatrical version of Dominion. I'm going, so what happened on the production of your movie then? Yeah. Um, okay, sure. Did you get a little pissed off Duel of the Fates storyline going in here? Like you almost did for episode 9? I Comedy, I don't get why they have extended editions, but they were very much a 2000s thing. At, mm-hmm. at, maybe people thought it's edgier and funnier because dumb. I just, I yeah, I for comedies, it doesn't make sense, I think, because unless you're going to like. So I guess the question here is this, then. Extended cuts, what's your minimum requirement of time? Like, hey, we added 10 minutes to this film. To me, it's not a, but, it's not a time thing. It is, is there actual quality that's being added bear. to this movie that either enhances or adds to my film-going experience? Like Lord of the Rings, they're adding stuff and adding elements that get me more invested in the story and in the characters. As much as I'm not a big fan of Zack Snyder, and I don't like Batman vs. Superman, I will prefer the ultimate cut because there are certain scenes and elements that add to that story. I may not like the story, but I appreciated some chunks that were taken out of the theatrical version that added to the experience more so with the extended cut of like Clark actually being a reporter and tying up some loose story threads in the extended cut that were not there in the theatrical version. I think you just need to bring substance to a theatrical version for it to not be a blatant cash grab. Um, which I mean, that's that's fair, though, because um, I mean, it's not technically an extended cut or anything like that. But like, let's talk about the the descent and that there's two versions of the descent five. And I'm not going to go either way of what you ha- whether you like the, t- the turn or not. But five minutes can absolutely change a film The just the five a five minute extra scene absolutely completely changes the descent, depending on which version you're watching. So. I think I'm going to go with, I'm going to kind of be with you on that. It's not necessarily about how much time it's about the quality of the scene, but which then still brings up the question. If it's a quality scene, why did they get cut? If it still works, because why did they get cut? as much as directors have control, the guys paying the bills ultimately, or pay, the guys paying the bills or dumb as crap audience members to go, 
This scene is dragging a little bit. Shut up, Kevin. You don't know what story pacing is. You get some idiots in test viewings that just go, Oh, man. I'm going to take this joke right from David F. Sandberg. Oh, man. Why why didn't that guy have more turtles? What? what? Yeah, you heard me. He needs more turtles than in a studio panics and throws more turtles into the scene. Like, oh, okay. The weird dude with the turtles asked for, asked for more turtles in the scene. And then us audience goes... What's with the turtle? So I won't always blame the director on things. That's fair. Of could have been studio interference. It could have been really stupid people and test audiences seeing stuff that thought that they were helping. Because if someone asks you for input on something, you don't actually have anything to say. And you're like, oh, it's good. But someone else has some criticism. You don't want to be the idiot there with your thumb up your butt going, oh, I thought it was fine. No, there needs to be something that needs to be changed with it. So. It, there's a lot of factors as why movies end up the way that they do. Um, speaking of movies ending up the way they do, let's talk about an infamous director's cut. We got one of them with Snyder cut. Someone asked recently, will we ever get an air cut? Then what will now be the most famous? What if since we got Zack Snyder's Justice League, I think the now the most famous what if will be a David Ayer's Suicide Squad. I don't think we're ever getting it for a multitude no, of reasons. No. Um, different management at Warner Brothers. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League did not pay off financially as much as they were hoping it would, except for some really pretty solid home video sales. Uh, but it didn't help the streaming numbers as much as they thought. Uh, the further divide in the fan base. David Ayer wanting to move on from DC. Uh, that that era of DC just being moved on. But that brings the question of. If it was possible, is that something that gets brought up? And how different do we think that director's cut of Suicide Squad would be from what we actually got? Yeah, because the, you start to have that try to have that conversation. OK, cool. So what do you change? What do you add? Because ultimately, a lot of the problems with that film were, well, the Joker was there for no reason. So do you add more Joker scenes or do you take the Joker scenes out? You know what I mean? So it's like, so what, what, what do you, what, what's your, what problems? I, maybe that's the question that we haven't been asking is like, to me, extended cuts are the answer to a question of like, okay, this was missing or this was a problem. So we can fix that. Um, you know, Zack Snyder's problem was that this was not the vision I wanted for the film. So therefore I'm going to recut Justice League so that it's more closer to my vision. Okay, that's fine. Lord of the Rings added an extended cut because you know what? We need to more to delve in more into this world building. We need to kind of get more of that sense of adventure. Let's dive into more, more of that. Okay, cool. That's fine. But like stuff like, yeah, what? What 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 do you add? Why would you add an extended cut for a team? What more do you need to add to it? A, a while it is a solid film, what more do you want to add for to a just a regular you know paint by numbers for the most part action action movie? Like what you know what I mean? Like so what to me extended cuts I have to be an answer to a question, and if there's no question, why have an extended cut? I think also. People need to realize we're grown adults here, so you're allowed to snicker, but we're going to try and keep this sentence as professional as possible. Yeah, the longer isn't you. always better when it comes to movies. Um, movies sometimes can be trimmed down and be better for it. There's yes. definitely some scenes, some movies that we've seen, and it's like, eh, they 
they should have cut this. So I think just because you can get an extended cut doesn't make it a better movie because they added certain scenes. Sometimes, like I said with No Way Home, they added stuff for No Way Home. But it was stuff that kind of drags the pace or changes scenes a little bit, makes it not flow as smoothly to me or distracts from the main story. And I think that's a big thing of sometimes with extended cuts, you get scenes that don't particularly add anything. They're just scenes that you go, I can understand why this is on the cutting room floor of like whenever you go through DVD bonus features and see delete scenes be like, this character does some chores or this character walks in the house you're like yeah i could i could see why this was cut it'll be like a random scene of nothingness but then an extended edition that'll show up i d it's sometimes it's okay for a movie to be trimmed down i would like to see the opposite sometimes for movies of the slimmed down version of something like a oh what was it? the despecialized version of the prequels of the chopped off oh, some yeah. stuff um made the runtime shorter they rearranged some scenes those type of projects i would like to see more of someone did that with obi-wan this the disney plus series of uh, they trimmed it down to a two and a half hour movie they added some music they tweaked some dialogue here and there they added more flashbacks that made a much more cohesive story so i kind of would like the anti-extended cut from time to time of movies that were long that good are good but could be improved by slimming some stuff down or taking some stuff out and replacing it with another scene or little lines of dialogue here and there to add clarity that doesn't happen very often but i think that could be just as interesting as director's cut i think something to that is very similar to this is having directors come back to projects and seeing if they what they would change a la during lockdown so if that's stallone did that re-release mm, of rocky four yeah that's definitely a director's cut of uh it's rocky four rocky versus drago don't get me wrong. I love the theatrical version of Rocky Four. It's one of my favorites in the entire franchise. But the new version that he cut also is a drastically different movie, but still a really good movie. It's definitely a director's cut of it. There's more footage at the beginning. The whole reason for the fight is different. It's less America versus Russia, which it's still kind of there, but it's much more of apollo's pride and ego is what got him killed which was kind of hinted at a little bit in the original version but not as as much as it is in this director's cut of um i am terrified of not being in a spotlight anymore i would rather die in the ring than live a lonely man without the sun on me type of thing um and i think that's much more powerful i think that comes with age and maturity as from sylvester stallone as a filmmaker so i would like to see other filmmakers kind of take that approach of Here's something that did in my past. Here's how I would do it nowadays, or like even kind of just tweaking some stuff. I think that would be a really interesting experiment to see. Yeah. It's really funny to think about how like how Sylvester took that time to, you know, tell a more mature story and be more mature in his storytelling. Uh and then is complaining about uh, <laughs> uh who uh, the, Rocky the franchise Korean. being in yeah, terrible like, what do you stop like stop okay and to the to, dude that so made the, rocky five come on now <laughs> yeah like get out of here dude um yeah i i feel like that would be way more interesting um super cuts of movies would be very very interesting uh, although you do get those jokes in on on youtube where it's like all right the entire uh, star wars series in five seconds go like that and would be anakin complained 
yeah, <laughs> it, it basically most of the story. Um, yeah, I definitely think like trimming down films. Like while I I love a good two to three hour movie where they just go into all details, but like it's the same. It's the thing that I think you and I have have been saying, especially now that I've read the books. A a three hour cut of Harry Potter that's more like the book is not better at all it will it like i love a lot of the little details but honestly there's a lot of changes that they make in the movies that and i think this is like i've said this back to back like two episodes now but like there's a lot of changes that they make in the movie for the better i'm so glad we don't get all the weird stuff between harry and cho where he's like oh i just like her i don't know why she's so upset and she's like well you're not you're not cedric so like okay we all feel that man i mean we feel that but like to literally tell you're not pattinson (laughs) yeah like um, i mean but this is like the children this is this is twilight pattinson so no he did this before (laughs) twilight he did this before i i I know i'm aware before he became my chemical batman (laughs) yes but i like i agree though with you that you know longer is not always better parade stop stop that's uh, no that that welcome to the bat parade that's uh that I was trying to make a tie-in to uh uh oh geez uh, uh that Avenged Sevenfold song Back Country, but uh, that doesn't that doesn't really there's not a lot of I, I can do there. Uh, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> now that I've completely thrown Josh off course, yeah, I, I'm like I'm like puns 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 gotta come up with the puns puns puns. <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, I just I think longer's not always better. Uh, like it, it, for example, example. Let, let's take Maverick. Um. That's a tight two hours right there. Very tight. You, I don't think you can add anything or really should add anything. Um, I don't think you take anything away either. I think it is perfectly paced. It is perfectly like story beats are boom, 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 exactly where you need them to be. And I mean, obviously it shows it's in its 15th week. So I I don't see like uh, to me like that you don't have to, i think this kind of goes back to like the 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 restrictions of like no sorry you're an action movie we, we need you to be an hour and a half it's like okay you're a horror cool. movie. you need to be an hour and 40 minutes yes no you get you're not allowed to be two hours not allowed to be less like because like could you imagine if like john wick five is an hour long and that's it <laughs> Like if they were tight on it and like they were like boom 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 like how like John goes here, John John goes here, here's why, boom, gay, go, boom. Like I don't feel like uh, movies are weird because sometimes depending on the film, you, you can feel when a movie is like, no, we need to hurry up and get to this section of the story. And you're like, okay, cool, because you immediately feel feel once you get to that point you feel when the movie slows down and you go oh okay cool 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 we're here now we're telling the story we're chilling after 15 minutes of breakneck pace we now can like digest the thing that you're showing me on screen also the other thing to keep in mind is movies are made to be seen usually movies are made to be seen by the most amount of people 
sure, maybe you might like a specific movie's extended cut better than a theatrical cut. Don't know if that would do necessarily better than the theatrical version with the general audiences. Like, they've got to have something for the casuals, but then for the diehards, like... It, does that make sense of just like yeah you gotta no, have something does. like for my mom and dad to watch that's still a solidly cohesive movie but if i wanted more to be able to watch an extended cut of something like i like deleted scenes but sometimes you don't need deleted scenes for the better movie but if there's cinephiles out there that would like it have it as an option but sometimes you don't it, it's a hard balance yeah I think. It, it, it is because like i in, if i'm being truthful with myself um I don't know if I would have seen Lord of the Rings in theaters if it if it was right off the bat three hours plus. Exactly. You know what I mean? I would I especially I mean, yeah, it's a little different because, you know, age wise, I wouldn't have seen it in the theaters at all. But like, um, you know, that, that kind of like brings to my mind, though, like another movie that's perfectly paced is that first um, Narnia movie. That first of uh, the line, which in the wardrobe, that's perfectly a long paced. movie too. That's like two and a half it, hours. Yeah. It's perfectly paced though. It takes us time. It tells us, brings you into the world. So like, I, I think there's, there's a lot of factors, but I think at the end of the day, I think you and I are both of the consensus. I don't think everything needs an extended cut. And I don't think everything needs a director's cut. Um, I know like us people that love movies, we love to see like the alternate versions. It's almost like being on YouTube and watching people t- do alternate takes on films. Uh, like belated, the, rest in peace, belated media, re- rewriting the entire oh, prequel gosh. series. That was fantastic. But like it's, inspiration I think, for one or two videos that I'm aware of. Yes, absolutely. Um, but like at the same time, like I don't know if we need that in movie form. I don't know if we need someone to go back and rewrite everything for us in movie form. So I, that that definitely feels like more like a research paper <laughs> than, than anything else. And I, I think that's okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, I think extended cuts are nice. They're not always necessary. They're not always good. I think you kind of have to take it on a case-by-case basis, but then again, you can kind of say it was just about every movie, and if you like True. some extended cut but not another, whatever boat your float. Well, what do you guys think? What are your thoughts on extended cuts of movies? Do you like them, or do you think they're kind of just cash grabs that are just kind of labels to put on the Blu-ray so people might buy it, it to have more incentive to buy it? Let us know in the comments below. Always like him from you guys. And just a reminder, we are nine weeks away from the 200th episode. Nine weeks. crazy, dude. Let us know your favorite Uncharted Media moments down in the comments below. Uh, Hit us up on all the social medias. Let us know which moments you think should be in the big 200th episode special edition episode. And I'll try and do my best to make sure we get that in there. And as always, if you like what you see and want to see more, subscribe to us on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or YouTube. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us on YouTube at Uncharted Media. Help us get to 700 subscribers before the end of the year. That's our main goal. And as always, stay sharp, movie guys and gals.